Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing pretty good. What's going on, man? Not too much. So tonight we're going to get into a little bit of the news from Mike Vrabel's press conference today and then talk a little bit about uh, just some observations from the the snap count totals in the game. Uh, Those don't always necessarily tell much of a story, but I think they do from this game. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and then maybe get into a problem that the Titans might have that they uh, don't look like they can get rid of and hopefully they can fix. Before we do all that, remind you, we write for MutantCityMiracles.com, covering the Titans for SB Nation, so you can check us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM, Terry's at T. Lambert FB. And you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search out Locked On Titans. Subscribe to the show. Uh, you'll get the new episodes as soon as they're available. Uh, numbers have been good lately. We appreciate everybody listening. Welcome in new listeners. Hopefully, as the Titans continue to play well, uh, they will continue to get national recognition, and that's good for all of us. So um, hopefully we'll continue to see that. All right, so the only, I guess, injury notes from yesterday's game, uh, Wesley Woodyard, who I didn't realize, I mean, I knew he got hurt early in the game, but I didn't realize it was only two snaps in, uh, had a shoulder issue. Um, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about Mike Vrabel and injury. He's actually loosened up, I think, a little bit during the season. But today basically said... He's got a shoulder injury, or I don't even think he said it was a shoulder injury, but that's what they said in the game yesterday. Um, and he said he couldn't. he's going to be fine, but he couldn't promise he wouldn't miss any time. So I guess we'll kind of have to uh, see how that plays out uh, throughout the week. And then the other uh, injury of note is Kenny Vaccaro, who dislocated his elbow, and he's going to miss, I'd say, probably about a month. So w- when you look at that, really, uh, the Titans have probably – they're probably going to have to get some help at safety – um, because now you're down to Kendrick Lewis, who also can't seem to stay healthy. And then after that, you've got, you know, rookie Dane Cruikshank. Um, you've got Brennan Trawick, who's been here for a while but hasn't played much on defense. Um, so, I mean, I, I would expect them to make some type of a move to get some help with safety. They're not going to put Vaccaro on IR, so if they're going to bring somebody else in, they'll, they'll have to make another roster move. But I, I think that's definitely a place they're going to have to look for help early this week. Yeah, there's just no way that you can rely on Kendrick Lewis. Uh, just the, the little amount of time we've seen on the field, uh, we've seen him immediately leaving the field with an injury. Uh, he, he's just an older guy out of football uh, last year. It, it just doesn't seem like uh, he, he's going to be in there for the long haul. So, uh, And I don't think you can rely on Dan Crookshank either. Uh, Trawick, you know, we were talking about that. I don't think that he's played much on defense since he's been here. He's he's been just almost 100% on special teams. So, um, Damon Webb, a guy on the practice squad, uh, there's an option. Uh, you know, Eric Reed got signed by the Panthers this week. Uh, so, a thinner market now, obviously, heading into well, week five. Uh, but I, I would definitely expect the Titans to make a move. I, I don't think they can go in uh, with what they have right now. Yeah, and I'll have to go back and look. You know, they, they brought in a couple of safeties um, when they signed Vaccaro, other than, you know, Eric Reed was supposed to come in and wasn't able to. Um, we had a plane delay or whatever it was. So um, we'll go back and look at that list because uh, th- that could be I think Mike Mitchell. There, there are a couple guys on that list um, that, that they might look to bring in this time. And like I said, just probably for just a couple weeks uh, until Vaccaro is back, and then you kind of see what, what shuffling needs to go on from there. They've still got some guys like an Aaron Stinney and those types of guys on the roster that you know wouldn't kill them to release. And they were really just carrying you know extra offensive tackles with Conklin being down. 
Uh, I didn't see an update on Dennis Kelly today, but maybe if they could get him back this week, uh, then you've got you, you've got more offensive linemen than you need at that point. So um, they they do have some some extra guys there carrying at those positions. So that would be probably where they would look to make a move if, if they do end up signing a guy. Uh, the other note: Blaine Gabbert still in the concussion protocol. Uh, not I mean, that's not surprising. He obviously didn't make it out by the end of the week last week. So they'll see where he is this week. And then you've got you know Austin Dams on the roster too. Who once Gabbert is back, I'm assuming they won't keep him around uh, just because they weren't interested in carrying three quarterbacks before. I don't know why they would now. So uh, and you know obviously Marcus looks healthy, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, one interesting note, uh, you know, they, they've been asking Brable about game balls, um, and he made a joke about uh, you know having a budget, but he said he was going to give the, the whole team a game ball for this win. And you know this is something when you if you look at it from that perspective of you know I think usually he gives an offensive, a defensive, and a special teams game ball. It would really be hard to narrow down. Because, uh, you know, you've got plenty of guys that stood out and made huge plays on offense. Uh, you know, obviously Marcus Mariota, Corey Davis, uh, Taewon Taylor with the big fourth down catch. I mean, there's a lot of guys you could give it to there. Same thing on defense. John Brown had a great game. Harold Landry had a great game. Uh, you, you know, there's there just a lot of notes that Rashawn Evans, I thought, played really well, played a bunch of snaps. Um, special teams, uh, you know, Brett Kern made a game-saving tackle. Now, you know, he gave up. It wasn't a great punt. But it's a good problem to have when you've got so many guys standing out and you really do have a complete team win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's pretty easy to narrow it down to to Mariota and uh, Corey Davis on the offensive side of the ball. But defense, it was a it was a total team effort. You know, outside of uh, Malcolm Butler, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, we talked about Harold Landry making that huge play. Uh, so, so that's where my defensive game ball what would go. You know, even if it's just uh, a handful of snaps he's playing, he's just impacting the game. It, it's really crazy to to think about. Um, and you know, his his snap counts. It, he's not that far off uh, of of Arakpo and uh, Derek Morgan. Uh, so that's interesting. You know, they're they're kind of treating those three uh, more so as equals as time kind of goes on here. So. Um, yeah, we said when they drafted him, I don't think you're going to be able to keep that explosiveness off the field. Uh, you're already seeing that. You're already seeing the, him push for more playing time. Um, I think you can make the argument that he's the best pass rusher on the team, at least on the edge. Uh, you know, Maybe Jarrell Casey is more productive inside, but at least right now on the edge, uh, if I've got to go beat somebody one-on-one, I'm sending Harold Landry out there. Am I wrong on that? No, absolutely not. And when you look at, if you go, like I said, my Twitter timeline, I, I retweeted a couple of plays that Doug Farrar had highlighted. Uh, I think he's with Yahoo now uh, earlier this evening. Um, not only, I mean, you, you know the you know the the edge rush and the bend and all that stuff that we we spent so much time talking about. But he made a couple of other really nice plays in this game. Where one time he tried an inside move, uh, didn't win, but Wentz bounced it outside and, and you know later just gets off and goes and tackles him. I mean, I think. Wentz picked up a couple yards on that play. And then there was another play where he he basically read a screen and went and tackled Jay Ajayi for like a two-yard loss. I mean, he's out there making plays that you don't you don't typically see rookies making. And, again, especially a guy that was considered as, you know, the, just this edge speed guy. Um, that was his thing. And, again, if he, if he just does that, um, you know, and does that well, obviously he makes a huge impact. But he's just doing a lot of things really well. And, you know, we were, we were talking about this before we jumped on. I mean, every year there's, you know, there, there's these guys that draft Twitter 
uh, is in love with, and, and they fall, and then when you see them playing well, they, they're taking their victory laps. And so it's been fun to watch that, uh, you know, yesterday, last last night, Sunday night, and, and, and all day on Monday. Um, these guys, you know, that were they were big Harold Landry people, and then you see what he's doing now. So obviously great that the, the Titans are able to get that guy. It's always fun when that guy's on your team. So, yeah, he's absolutely the, the, the standout from that game. And, and the, you know, the strip sack fumble, that's that's the that's the game changer right there. If they don't get that play, they probably don't win. So, um, absolutely. All right, so we'll talk a little bit more about the snap counts and stuff here in just a second. Before we do that, I'll tell you about my bookie. If you've been listening to this show for long at all, you know that if, if you're going to go bet, we recommend that you go bet with my bookie. Uh, where you bet is just as important as who you bet on because if you win, you want to get paid. And the whole thing with my bookie is you play, you win, you get paid. That, 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 that's their thing. They've been around for a long time. You can trust them. Um, they're going to get you your money when you win. Um, special deal for our listeners. If you enter the code locked on, uh, you, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. So you can't beat that. You put in $1,000, they're going to give you $1,000 on top of that to bet with anything all the way up to that. Uh, my bookie is M Y B O O K I E. Use the promo code locked on to get that offer. Uh, like I said, you, you get fast payouts. They have a great mobile site. So if you want to do everything from your phone, uh, you don't even, you don't have to pull up the internet on your, or your computer or whatever. You don't have to download an app. You can just use what's right there in front of you. It's really easy to use. You want to bet before the game? You can obviously do that. They have in-game bets, prop bets, anything, anything that you want to do, you can check out there. So again, go to my bookie, use the promo code locked on. They'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. My bookie, you pay, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, so snap count notes. Uh, you said about Harold Landry getting up there in snap counts. Yeah, I mean, he played 47 snaps in this game. Um, Iraq Poe played 49, and Morgan played 56. So, yeah, he's right on par with those guys right now. And I think, I mean, wouldn't you say that happened probably a little bit quicker than we thought it would? Absolutely. You know, we didn't know what we were going to get. Because uh, when that ankle injury happened on that special teams play, uh, I think it was in Pittsburgh, you know, that's scary because that's what he had at Boston College. That's that's what affected him all, all year long. He was never right. Uh, that's probably what, what caused him to fall. So when I heard that, I, I thought we were going to be in it for the long haul. I thought they'd nurse him back in. But no, uh, Houston, they, they kind of eased him in. And then after that, it's it's been a full go. So, uh, really exciting stuff seeing him playing almost a full workload. Yeah, and then the other really interesting note, I mean, we said Wesley Woodyard went out on the second snap of the game. Jayon Brown played a ton in this game. He played, uh, let's see, lost him here, 77 of 78 defensive snaps, so 99% of the defensive snaps. Jayon Brown, and I went back and just looked at last week um, and, and could go back further, and it would, you'd probably see more of the same. And last, last week he played 67% of the defensive snaps, and I would say that was up from what he was playing last year especially. And he's a guy that had a great game, came in, played really well. Um, so you got to be thrilled about him. And we saw, you know, he was kind of up and down a little bit last year, but you saw his potential. You saw why they drafted him to be able to cover the tight ends and the running backs and, and did a pretty solid job with that last year. The other note here is Rashawn Evans played 60 defensive snaps. So you basically have your top three inside linebackers now as Woodyard, who was out for the majority of this game, and it, I, it sounds like he's probably going to miss at least another game. Um, so then you're going to see a lot of Jayon Brown, a lot of Rashawn Evans, and it looks like Will Compton has been bumped to 
uh, fourth in that rotation. Which, again, you know, it's good to have a guy like Compton who can be your fourth linebacker. You're not feeling good about it when he's one of your top two or three, but he only played 16 snaps in this game. So, you know, again, when you draft a guy in the first round like Rashawn Evans, it's so funny with everything that's gone on and with as good as Harold Landry's been and all the other stuff that we've that we've had around this team with injuries and all that kind of stuff. We haven't spent that much time talking about Rashawn Evans, who was the first-round pick, but it seems like they're at least comfortable with comfortable enough with where he is now that you know they're they're going ahead and plugging him into that role and so probably at least you know next week in buffalo you're going to see jayon brown and rashawn evans as your inside linebackers and again after he missed camp with that injury and all that stuff it's just good to, to see that he stepped into that role yeah and their hand was kind of forced this week uh so I, rashawn evans probably was not planning on playing the amount of snaps that he did uh and i'm interested to see uh, Mike's post later in the week when he breaks down the all twenty two. I want to see how he how he played. You know, it's kind of hard to to pay attention to a linebacker in, in the heat of a game. So I'm interested to see uh, what he did. Uh, but you know, you say that, and and, and then you look at Jayon Brown, and Jayon Brown just just flashed all over the place. Uh, so he stepped into to Woodyard's role. It seemed uh, Dean Pease dialed up some blitzes. Uh, he was coming up the middle. I remember that delay blitz. Um, so Jayon Brown looked the part. Uh, so suddenly the Titans have three pretty good linebackers, I think, uh, which, you know, Avery Williamson was fine, but I, I think they've upgraded there. Uh, I don't think we've talked about that enough, but uh, again, this is our first exposure to Rashawn Evans. So, uh, interested to see how that, that kind of plays out once, uh, Woodyard comes back. Um, I, I, they've got three guys worthy of playing. They, they obviously rotate, but, uh, Evans is a guy that we've talked about a lot. He can play multiple positions. He can kind of get after the passer off the edge a little bit. So uh, interested to see the versatility that kind of emerges from that linebacker group. Absolutely, and it's always a good problem to have, to have too many guys to play not enough spots. Um, so, I mean, I think that, you know, I, I think that's something that they're going to be looking forward to. And, and listen, they're not going to put Wesley Woodard on the field. I mean, you go back to last week in Jacksonville, he was great, probably the defensive player of the game in that one. So, um, you know, he, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. But, again, to have three guys rotate between two spots, like you said, you've got Rashawn Evans who can do some different things. Um, so, I mean, it, that's, that's a good thing to have. And with this defense getting more acclimated to the, to the scheme and working these new guys in, um, I mean, I, I just think, I think they're going to continue to get better. Uh, offensively, uh, just a couple of notes. You know, John o. Smith played 69 of 71 offensive snaps. Um, did you know basically nothing with him? With them, um, dropped a pass. That's really the only thing I remember him doing. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, obviously they didn't, they didn't have a problem moving the ball yesterday. Uh, they didn't have a problem in the passing game. But you know, it, it's a big shift from what we expected, at least, and I'm sure what they expected too coming into the season when you know Delaney Walker was going to be a big you know focal point of this offense, and now you really don't have anything at tight end. Um, so, I mean, just uh, uh, they're going to have to shift their scheme and their perspective there. And they've obviously already done that. But they're going to need Jonu Smith to, to step up and be able to do some things. Because when they drafted him, they drafted him to – I'm not going to say necessarily replace Delaney Walker, but they drafted him to be a, a another piece like Delaney Walker, and he's still not there yet. It, it's kind of wild that you play 97% of the snaps and have zero impact – uh, outside of one negative play on the game, 
so that's that's just not good. Uh, it's not what I expected. You know, I thought we saw enough from from Janu at the beginning of last season uh, to warrant so to being excited for him, uh, and, and it just ha- hasn't happened. So uh, again, they might not be game planning for him right right now. They might not be comfortable throwing him into the thick of the offense right now. Uh, but he's playing a lot, so uh, clearly he's he's out running routes and, and but just not getting open or, or you know when he is getting open he's dropping balls. So it's just not there right now for Janu. Uh, and that's disappointing. So the Titans are operating with virtually zero impact from the tight end position, at least in the passing game. So uh, that's a spot where the Titans have to get better. You know, I said that yesterday. Corey Davis and Taewon Taylor were great. Uh, Tajay Sharp was okay. Uh, again, I don't think he's anything t- too special. Uh, but outside of that, you know, you're going to have to have some guys emerge. Uh, Darius Jennings dropped that ball. Uh, you've got Nick Williams, who who did some things in the preseason. Uh, but John U. Smith is the guy uh, that really needs to come on for this Titans offense to pop. Yeah, and then as far as the wide receivers went, uh, you know, with Richard Matthews obviously no longer being here, Corey Davis played 60 of the 71 snaps. You know, no surprise there. He's been leading the, the receivers in snaps this whole season. Uh, Taewon Taylor ran behind him, 45 of 71. Then he had Tajay Sharp with 31, Nick Williams with 30, and Darius Jennings with 16. So not not really not really a surprise uh, there as far as those guys were used. The, the only other thing of note, Deion Lewis played 48 snaps and Derrick Henry's 28. And, you know, again, that was – if you're looking at it from, um, you know, if you're trying – like if, you, if, you, if you've got these guys on your fantasy team, you're trying to take anything away from that from that perspective, I think that was more of a, a game plan thing here. Uh, they were you're not planning on running the ball very much. We're throwing the ball a lot, so you're going to see a whole lot more of Deion Lewis in that in those situations. I don't think that the 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 gap between those guys is going to be that big uh pretty much any other week uh and i think you could see even like this week in buffalo i think you could see derrick henry out snap deon lewis just because i mean i think that they'll be more willing to line up and run the ball a little bit more but you know you, you talked about it last night and we've kind of been talking about it all year it just seems like there's so much more this offense can do when it's deon lewis in the backfield instead of derrick henry yeah, and I don't know about you, but I, I guess you weren't screaming at your TV because you were listening on the radio, but uh, I, it was frustrating when, when Derrick Henry was in the game. Um, you know, you, you want to get him those those carries because he, he can pop one off, but, man, he just didn't have it. Um, you know, he just just looks slow out there. Just uh, Offense just seems so so dull when he's on the field, uh, and, and that's not what, what I was expecting because, you know, in an extended roll down the stretch in the playoffs, and, you know, he looked great against Kansas City. Uh, so I was, I was really expecting more. And, you know, I, I'm just tired of, of hearing him say, I played like trash. You know, you fix it. At, at some point, you've got to fix it, and, and you've got to stop talking about it. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll stand by my statement. Deion Lewis is a better back. Uh, I, I think the game plan definitely went away from, from Derrick Henry there. Stacked Eagles front, uh, you know, same deal with Jacksonville, same deal with Houston. Um, so you're gonna see you're gonna see some some games where Derrick Henry is going to get the workload. I think uh, perhaps this week against Buffalo, uh, but this definitely was not one. And you saw the Titans go almost exclusively with Deion Lewis. Yeah, absolutely. So again, just something to kind of keep an eye on uh, going forward. And, you know, as it'll just be interesting to see, you know, when, when the Titans roll into this offseason, um, as, as they assess what, what they need to do at the skill position, skill positions on offense, um, they need more pass catchers. 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to bring in another running back that can do some things. Because I just, I just don't know if if Derrick Henry's the answer. And we'll get into all that down the road. All right, coming up, we're going to end up with a problem that the Titans have that uh, not really sure if there's an answer to. Before we do that, tell you about Swap.com. Uh, talked to them about them a little bit last week. Uh, kind of a new sponsor of the podcast. And look, if you go out to buy brand name clothes you know how crazy the prices are if you've got kids you know when you try to get clothes for them they grow out of them in like two weeks so it, it seems kind of silly to pay a bunch of money for clothes that they're that they're not going to wear for very long that's why you need swap.com it's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store swap.com you can save up to 90 percent off of retail price on your favorite brands like carter's nike j crew and gap they have quality hand inspected items added to their site daily if something doesn't fit, you can enjoy a hassle-free return within 30 days. So basically, you can try this stuff out. If you order it, you think it's going to fit for you or your kids or whoever else, and it doesn't fit, you can send it back. No worries. Um, and then you can get something else. Uh, they have a special offer for our listener, listeners at Swap.com. You get 35% off of select items for your first order with the promo code Locked On. So go there. If you haven't used it before, check it out. First, first order you make. You're going to get 35% off when you use that promo code locked on. And you need to be checking their site every day because they got new stuff going up there every day. So, again, that's swap.com. Check them out. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right. So, the Titans, you know, had two big ticket free agent acquisitions in the offseason Deion Lewis and Malcolm Butler. Deion Lewis has been great as advertised, uh, you know, made a couple of huge plays in that game yesterday. Malcolm Butler has been nothing short of terrible. Uh, you know, we're entering in Parrish Cox level problem here. And, you know, the problem is that, I mean, and, and you had his contract stuff pulled up earlier, so you can go through that again in a minute if you want to. But they're on the hook for him for a lot of money, and there's not anything they're going to do about it. I don't, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what to say. He was a guy that, you know, we were, or at least everybody was raving about in training camp. Um, because he was making plays, he was bringing energy, you know, all that stuff. And, I mean, I'm sure he's still bringing energy and stuff, but that's, that's pretty much all he's been bringing lately. Uh, in the game yesterday, according to PFF, he allowed seven catches on seven targets for 119 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, seven for seven, that, that's a problem. This season, he's allowed 21 catches on 27 throws into his coverage for a league-high 397 yards and four touchdowns. Now, I don't know where his salary ranks in, in, around the league uh, in quarterbacks or whatever. I mean, he's got to be pretty high up there since it was one of the most recent ones done. But he's given up the most yards in coverage so far this season, and he's given up four touchdowns. And, you know, listen, the Patriots didn't have him on the, on the field in the Super Bowl, and that was a whole big thing, and nobody could figure it out. I mean, it turns out, I guess, it was just a performance thing. And, you know, it looks like, obviously, we've seen the issues carry over here. Now, he's done some good things. I mean, he had a sack yesterday. Um, we, we, we've seen him, you, you know, be okay at times. But he's had a propensity to get to be, get beat by a deep ball. We talked about the, the play to Jordan Matthews yesterday. Again, I just I don't have any idea what happened on that play. Just I mean, he just got roasted. So it's an issue, and it's not something that they're going to be able to fix He's just going to have to get better or they're going to have to suffer through it because they gave him a bunch of money for a long time. Yeah, and you're not being dramatic at all when you when you compare him to Par- to Parrish Cox. That's how bad he's been. Uh, it was comically bad that, that season. You know, if you play daily fantasy, you just fired up whoever the Titans were facing on the other side of the ball and you won money. Uh, it's getting to that point with Butler, um, and, and he's, he's not cheap. Uh, so he's going to count. You know, he's got a bit of a backloaded contract here. 
He's going to count against the cap. 13 So that is a big chunk of the Titans cap number that he's going to be eating up over the next few years. So uh, there's not really a, a, an out in this deal until after the, the 2020 season. And, and look, you're four games in, uh, so I understand the want to be patient. But at the same time, you're four games in, you've given up three long touchdowns. So that's a huge problem. It's got to get fixed. I don't know if there's something in, in Dean P's scheme that's not playing to his strengths, but that guy got roasted by Jordan Matthews, uh, who is not even close to being a burner. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't care if it's a, a scheme breakdown or not at this point. Uh, it's That's three out of four games. So, Something has to change. He, he needs safety help over the top at, at all times, w- which really limits your defense. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's going to come off the field because your other option is LaShawn Sims. I don't know how good he is. Uh, but, I, I mean, right now, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how good Malcolm Butler is. So, uh, clearly playing at, at a really, really low level, and it's got to turn around quickly. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about, after that deal was signed that, you know, it gave them a, a thing where they could get out of Logan Ryan's contract uh, after this season, um, you know, so they wouldn't be in a situation where they were paying, you know, that much money to, to a couple corners and, and you got a Dory Jackson that, that's going to come up for a contract here in a couple of years, whatever it may be. But at this point, you can't even entertain that idea um, because, you know, Logan Ryan has, has been, you know, just worlds better than Malcolm Butler. You're not going to let him walk. Um, you know, and listen, they got they had depth at corner, but then they had they suffered a couple of injuries there in camp, and it just hasn't you know played out the way that it the way that they hoped it would. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. The next couple of weeks will be interesting because you've got you know a, a Buffalo passing attack that's not exactly striking the fear in, in hearts of opponents, and then um, I mean the Ravens have done some good things, but it's still Joe Flacco. But then you got the Chargers in London, and you know that. I mean, Philip Rivers is going to eat that up. So I don't know. We'll have to watch and, and see how it develops. Like you said, maybe there's something that that they can. Maybe there's something in the scheme that they can change, or I don't know. But it can't continue on this way. And I mean, then if it does, then you do eventually have to have. I mean, you got to take a look at it and see if you've got somebody that can do better. But it, it's hard to imagine paying a guy that much money to stay on the sidelines. So. Uh, you know, I mean, you hate to make any like definitive statements or whatever after just four weeks. We know how quickly things change in the NFL, but it, it, it's going to be a big problem for them if it doesn't improve soon. Hopefully, it will. But this is not—it's not a conversation, especially after like early on in camp. It's just not a conversation that I expected to be having. Yeah, you're three and one despite all that. So right. that's the good news. Um, but you know, the, the Miami game can he still touchdown? Uh, if that doesn't happen, you know, you've got a pretty good shot at going 4-0. Uh, it's just not something you want to, to have to deal with week in and week out. And there's got to be some sort of fix. You know, surely he's not this bad. Uh, surely we, surely the Titans just didn't pay Parrish Cox, you know, $14 million a year. Yeah, surely. I hope. Yeah, you're right. you got to have more faith in John Robinson than that, right? So hopefully, because uh, he didn't sign Parrish Cox. Anyway. All right, that'll do it for tonight. Uh, We will probably have a crossover episode with the Bills people tomorrow, so uh, take a look out for that. In the meantime, check out MusicCityMiracles.com. We'll have a lot of stuff going on there. Like I said, subscribe to the podcast. Search out Locked On Titans. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry's at TLambertFB. Thanks for listening to Locked On Titans, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.